one to Real Life, Real Equity with your host Justin and the lovely Keisha Brooks. Say hello everyone. Hey and welcome everybody. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at real equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. Okay, so welcome back, everybody. We thank you for tuning in with us here on another episode of Real Life, Real Equity. Today, we're going to be discussing creating the lifestyle, how to create the lifestyle. And so if you've been tuning in with us on the last couple of weeks, we talked about clarity, we discussed real life, we also talked about the why and how the why gets you to the what. Right. Your uh, your why is your motivator and uh, your why motivates you to go out and do the thing that you really are passionate about. And uh, if you remember... We said it could be anything. You could be in love with antiques. You could like to eat barbecue. I mean, it's it's really, why are you doing something to be motivated to do the what? So once you figure out the what, you will then want to dovetail that into your lifestyle. Exactly. So how do you want to live? You know, there's some there's a couple of things that we want to really go through and clarify. Right. Money is not everything. If we get stuck on just the money, we miss something. Right. If we get stuck on just a vacations, you miss something. So I heard some achievers say one time, even if they won the lotto, they sold their business for a million dollars, whatever. I'm saying a million dollars. We know a million dollars today is not as much as it used to be. So <laughs> even if they sold their business for 10, 15, 20, 30 million dollars, what you will find is there's only so long you can sit on a beach. Right. Does that make you happy? Well, even if it makes you happy, I mean, it's a scenario where... I go to the beach. I know that if I sit on the beach for a week, it's going to get boring. Which actually, I hate beaches. I was going to say, he does not like the I sand. I hate beaches. So <laughs> let's just use a real life example. I go on a cruise because I like cruises. Mm-hmm. So we go on a cruise and we stay on the cruise for 21 days. After 21 days, you get tired I'm, of the same I'm food. pretty well tired of being <laughs> on that doggone ship. Right. And I'm ready to get off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only so much lobster tails and and steak and, and ice cream and ice cream and you swimming. can deal with it's it you become it becomes <laughs> boring right so when we start talking about creating your ideal lifestyle we're talking about mentally we're talking about physically we're talking about uh financially mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, spiritually spiritually mm-hmm. did i say that already you said mentally mentally okay so we're talking <laughs> about i mean so so real life so anyway we came across the exercise in um, the book Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. Yes. And it was an excellent exercise. We actually used that exercise to help us create our life. And then and there's another book by Tony Robbins called Money Master the Game. So 
in that book, he actually talks about how to break it down financially. Hmm. And again, we're talking about everything. So we don't want to just stick with just financial. So we're going to go through a a quick exercise with you uh, and kind of talk about how we see creating lifestyle. By the way, when you do this exercise, it is not set in stone. Correct. Life is ever changing. Life is an iteration. You have to be flexible. So when you create this initially, you will write down a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You will write down a lot of what you think you want. Trust me when I say things start to fall off. I used to want a whole bunch of stuff. Right. I mean, I could write down every freaking car I wanted. I can tell you in great detail how big my house was going to be. And then I really, you know, me and Keisha really start talking about uh, how we want to create our lifestyle. And, you know, let's just use an example of a 10,000 square foot house. Yes, that's a good example. Because and- uh, that's what we actually wanted. <laughs> Originally. Originally. <laughs> but... Now, we ask ourselves good questions. Yes. So, you know, do we really want a 10,000 square foot house if we're always traveling? Right. Or we talked about living in two states. We have. I think as we've grown, we have often altered how we want our lifestyle. Yeah. Now we're going to have four children. And with one child, it was like, yes, we want this one thing. But with four, you're thinking, okay... They all are wanting something different, so we had to alter our lifestyle to cater to that. So, you know, maybe we live in two states, but one place we have an apartment versus owning a house. Right. Uh, Maybe we have an apartment in three different states and have our primary resident in one state. I mean, it becomes a scenario. It's not about having a whole bunch of stuff. It's about what do you want to have as a life experience. Yeah. What is the purpose? What is the outcome of your lifestyle? Right. Um, in this exercise, you want to simply dream about what you're wanting. And like Justin stated, it's better to list a lot of things than to only have very little. Yeah. And then you have nothing to feed off of. Yeah. So starting with that, you want to start with their outcome what you want, what you want to happen, and don't shortcut yourself, you know, go into elaborate detail about this. So there's a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in that book, he talks about, I think it was habit number two. He says, begin with the end in mind. Right, exactly. And and Keisha and I, I think, are relentless about this. Um, We are always saying, okay, so this is what we want. Is this what we really want? At the end of the day, right. you know, 20 years from now, is this going to be the same thing we want? Are we getting ready to build out this really big, huge organization, huge business, huge lifestyle? And then at the end of the day, it's it's uh, it's kind of like an analogy I heard. Are you going to build the ladder uh, only to place it on the wrong building? You know, climb <laughs> wow. the ladder and put, <laughs> you know, you climb the ladder and you're on the wrong building. Like, oh, my God, I really want to go over here. But I put my ladder and climb the ladder on the wrong building Mm -hmm. and it becomes a scenario of well dang now i gotta go back down the ladder and climb the ladder on another building you only have starting over yeah you only have so much time so really think about what it is you want to do with the small amount of time you have in uh, with the small amount of time you have here on earth right and time waits for no one so you have to be specific about what is possible um so 
the next step of the exercise would be then to use all five senses. So how you want things to sound, how you want to see things, how you want things to taste, how you want things to smell. Do you want to walk into your home and have fresh flowers? I know at one point when I was younger, I said I always wanted to have a cut of fresh flowers sitting like on the dining room table. You always have fresh flowers. And I don't. (laughs) And I don't. And part of it, I think, is uh, because we have people with allergies, for one. (laughs) (laughs) Or we have little people that will take them and break them. And break them. Or, oh, this is pretty. (laughs) Leave it alone. Don't touch it. So in that case... I have some artificial flowers <laughs> and they're not on the table. That's they're a like That's on really the wall. Far off of fresh flowers. <laughs> they're up on a high shelf, literally. There, I have two hutches in my house, so they're up on a high shelf. <laughs> so you want to uh, make sure that you are very specific about what it is you want by how it looks, how it smells. You know, do you want a steak dinner every night? Just those little details yeah. are very important to adding to your lifestyle. Okay, so let's let's uh, kind of give you a real life example because that's what this is called, real life, real equity. So uh, let's give you a real life example. Um, so Keisha and I were thinking, okay, so when we create our lifestyle, we really want to be able to travel a lot. Okay, so what does that mean exactly? And I think we mentioned in a previous podcast how we thought about the uh, having a tutor or having a teacher or some right. kind of person to teach our kids. Um, but then, you know, I talked to Keisha about living internationally at one point. Right. And, uh, you know, that's still something on our dream board to really do, but it becomes a scenario of, okay, when? Right. You know, traditionally... I know for me and I know for you, Keisha, the the high school experience is a big deal. It's a very big deal. And so how do you get four kids... Different age groups. Different age groups... On an international plan to go out of out of out of town to live for internationally, and then do you just do it once? I mean, do, do we live out of town internationally three times in our life? Well, we don't have that much time left. Right. Well, you said something very key. You said that's that's traditional, and I think for our family, there's a lot of things that we have done untraditionally. You know, so we would think about well, we still want them to have the experience, right. but. I don't know any high school student who would say, no, I don't want to study abroad. Well, you know, know. there might be a few. A lot of times they have those trips during their high school years where they go to France or Spain. And, you know, our kids are currently studying uh, French and Chinese. So us going to those countries and Spanish may be, you know, ideal for them. They may like that. It's a it's a um, immersion experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want. Uh, We want immersion experiences. But. Again, they got to think about the timeline. I'm, right. So just so you all know, I just a little bit of background about me. I, that's what I do. I, I'm a logistical thinker. I think in timelines because uh, in one of my previous lives, I was a uh, air traffic controller. And so that's all about logistics and timing. And so when I think about everything, I think of timing. How can I fit X into Y on a timeline? And then when will it happen? Right. And then can I predict the next event? So anyway, that that it comes to the point. Okay, so we want to live internationally. Do we want to live there for six months? Do we want to live there for nine months? Do we want to live there for a year? At what year do we want to live there? It, and I don't mean that as far as like 2019, 2021. 20, I mean 
You right, know. right. And so do we decide that, you know, maybe while the oldest one is experiencing her excursion, we have tutors on hand for the younger three. So that way they are still keeping up also with their academics during the process. But here's here's the other thing. How do you sustain that economically? Because if we're in Italy, how do you make the money to stay in Italy? Or Spain. And maintain our homes on the estate side, right? right? <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it's always a balancing act. And there's never true balance, but there's a little bit of a balancing act. So that's one of the things that we had to think about. Okay, so what kind of income can we create that allows us to do what we want to do from anywhere in the world? Right. And, and so passive income or active income, you know, whatever the income may be, that way it's continuing to come in. So as we're doing traveling the world, um, living maybe somewhere for six months, living somewhere else for another six months, that income is still coming in for us to continue the lifestyle. So we live in a very different time, you know, and I know you've heard that before, but it's true. We have now the ability to make phone calls, be on the internet, uh, run businesses online from anywhere you can get an internet connection and a cell phone reception. And a lot of times you don't even need cell phone reception, just internet. Right. Um, I remember, and you know, this probably dates me a little bit, but I remember back when I was in Japan, I paid $20 for a 60 minute phone card <laughs> just to call Keisha. And you know, Two years later, it was free uh, free phone calls through Yahoo Voice or something like that. It was oh, like a free yeah. Yahoo service or something well, like that. I was that. in college. Right. But <laughs> then, you know, it now you can make a free call with Skype anywhere right. or Zoom or any of these other services. So mm-hmm. it becomes a scenario of all you need is an internet connection and you can literally be plugged in. But it's not all you need because there's a lot of layers and components to that. Um, and, and I think we talked about this in a previous episode where we talked about building a business, but I'm just going to remind you the four hour work week is an excellent book to get you into a mindset of how to create, uh, the four hour work week was by Tim Ferriss, by the way, but it's an excellent book to get you into the mindset of how to create a business beginning one with the end in mind, uh, whatever your outcome goal is and two to make it where you can live anywhere you want to live anywhere in the world. So another book that that actually dovetails real well into that is The E-Myth. The E-Myth is by Michael Gerber, and that book talks about how to run a business where you can where you can create the business in a way that allows you the time freedom to work on the business and not in the business. All right, everybody, it's time for our educational tip of the week. Our educational tip of the week is liabilities versus assets all right so you know we're real estate investors and so we have to talk assets and liabilities at some point in the podcast so Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know here we go all right so a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket and an asset is something that puts money in your pocket whether you work or not let me let that that sink in for a minute okay so how do you get net worth you take your assets minus your liabilities, and it gets you your your net worth. Your net worth. Okay, so uh, your liabilities. Let's list some liabilities. What are some liabilities? So your liabilities. A lot of people don't think about this, but your home <laughs> is your liability. You know. What was some other liabilities you <laughs> mentioned the other day? 
Oh, your family. <laughs> or your kids. Yes, or your children. <laughs> they are liabilities. <laughs> you got a little liabilities right around. Okay, I'm sorry. We're not supposed to think of kids as liabilities, but when you got honestly, four kids, you got... <laughs> they cost. They cost money. As you grow, they cost money. You got to maintain them. But you love them. them. I mean, it's, it's fun. But I mean, I like to laugh and joke because we love our kids to death, like... Uh, but, uh, you know, you just, we just think about, you know, little kids running around here and, uh, you know, they're little walking, talking, eating liabilities. Mm-hmm. Eating, keyword. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> so, you know, credit card debt and, and stuff like that could be a liability. Right. Uh, cars, depreciating assets, uh, things like that. Assets. Uh, Would be like your rentals. Uh, businesses. Your business, um, yep. Things that bring income, put money into your pocket. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like we said, liabilities are things that take money out of your pocket. All right. So that was your educational tip of the week. By the way, if you are not a subscriber to our newsletter, uh, go to realliferoequity.com. Yes. And uh, put your name and email in. You get on our newsletter. We send out uh, weekly newsletters to our audience and uh, talk about the things we're talking about in our podcast to a little bit deeper depth. Uh, And then we give you reminders of when each podcast comes out every week. All right. So moving right along. What is realistic and what is unrealistic in a lifestyle? Can you answer that, Keisha? You know, a lot of times um, this goes back to where we talked about clarity. And so you have to have clarity on exactly why you're doing something. What is the purpose? But let's 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 get real honest. Clarity is ever moving. Let's not forget that. I don't ever want you to forget that. Clarity is always changing. It's always moving. It's always redefining. So when we say gaining clarity, gaining clarity means you think you want one thing and then you think about it. You go after that one thing. And as as the results start to show themselves of what you think you wanted, is that really what you wanted? And then be willing to change. Right. That's clarity. Yeah. Not, you know. I want a million dollars, and once you get to that million dollars, that's oh, I, I gain my clarity. I know exactly what I want because it's or I want a ten thousand square foot mansion in Beverly Hills, and oh man, once I get that, I'm good. And as you start to progress towards that ten thousand square foot mansion, you actually want a one thousand square foot villa in the country, in the mountains, you know, and you want to farm and have wild animals you know goats and, and stuff so, but, i hope uh, you don't want that but, but i mean, but I mean it, it, it really depends but the here's the honest to god's truth if you go after that ten thousand square foot mansion in beverly hills when you really want that one thousand square foot house mm-hmm. in the mountains you don't have clarity yeah that's very true another thing i think about too as far as what's realistic and unrealistic is Sometimes life brings you brings you those curveballs, you know, something life changing happens and what you thought you were going to do, let's just say just to be open and real cuz that's what we do, you know, people go through relationship changes, you know, they get a divorce or a family member passes away and sometimes that can change your outlook, your clarity and what you may see as real or unrealistic for your lifestyle. So that's something else that you have to consider. Let me tell you this right now. There is no such thing as anything that's unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, as long as it doesn't defy the laws of of science or, you know, the laws of physics or something like that. But I mean, even still, you know, people said you couldn't fly and then you flew. But I mean, really, just think about this. Unrealistic is a 
mindset. Yeah, if that's you true. Would. Uh, because you can have and be anything you want to be, and that it, again, this ain't this this ain't airy fluffy kind of stuff. You know, it, it took me back because I mean, like this in all reality, man. Like this is what we believe. There is not a scenario where you can't have what you want. I think it's a fallacy to believe that you're limited by an external factor. Right. And so I literally um, heard a quote the other day where, um, if you know the the famous Shonda Rhimes, um, who's created many episodes, I used to follow her with Grey's Anatomy, but she said, people who are dreamers don't ever do the things that they want to do. They spend their time dreaming instead of actually just doing. And the people that do are the people who are actually getting somewhere. And I think that is, you know, really key into creating the lifestyle. Like you can't just dream about it or say, you know what, I can't see how that can be done when if you look around you, there are people doing it. Let's also be real. You know, there we talk like, you know, we have it all together, but there's things that we mess up on. You know, there's things that, you know, even the biggest achievers don't do. Like, it's not about being perfect. Uh, Darren Hardy puts it best. It's about doing small things correctly over time to get better. It's a compound effect. Right, right. Over and over again. We we always set ourselves to these benchmarks of our heroes. And I think, in reality, our heroes are normal, everyday people just like us. Right. The the thing that they have figured out is how to do one thing really well. And that kind of segues into the next book. You know, we talk about a, a lot about books because I'm a big time reader. And I think that is the only way that I got out of where I was to get to where I am. But in the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, he talks about what is the one thing, that, what is the one thing by doing that makes everything else easier or unnecessary. You only need to really know how to do one thing really well and let that take you to the next thing right and then practice that you know over and over like he said justin said it's not about being perfect but maybe becoming the expert at that you know just practitioner right of but here's the other thing people that are successful have learned how to leverage time yes that is a big key like trying to be everything to everybody is not the answer and as i grow i realize it's not the money it's the time and we hear that a lot but when you learn to leverage other people's time you will have all the money you need mm-hmm. because one thing that again we follow darren hardy uh daily because he has a darren daily and mm-hmm. uh i will shamelessly promote that i listen to his darren daily every day um and <laughs> so i didn't kids. always but i didn't <laughs> always see i cheated i had my then seven-year-old say to me every day to listen to the Darren Daily. So I said, hey, why don't you tell me every morning to listen to the Darren Daily? Hey, Daddy, are you going to listen to the Darren Daily today? Mm-hmm. Ha, there's my reminder every day for a year. <laughs> and now she expects it. If she doesn't hear it, she's, okay, Justin. She's, okay, Justin. Okay, da- that's what Daddy. I hear. Okay, Justin. You know, but she, Daddy, you need to listen to your Darren Daily. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I got it. Because I'm not perfect. Right. We're not perfect. We're just people. Right. And we're just trying to be better every single day, okay? Just to recap again, because I want to make sure that if you're, or you, if you are taking notes, great. If you're not, uh, you have the ability to at least have a soundbite of what it is that you can do to create uh, your ideal lifestyle. So again, start with your objective. What is your outcome? What outcome do you want to have? Okay. 
Once you figure out the outcome, then be specific. Try to use all your senses. You know, think about how you're going to feel when you walk through the house. Is your wife going to smile at you? Is your husband going to smile at you? You know, your husband, spouse, your significant other, whoever. Mm -hmm. But be specific. Try to use all your senses, okay? Your sense of smell. What do you smell when you come into your house? You know, what do you smell when you get into your car? What kind of car? Think about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the, the cheat techniques that I found uh, somebody taught me was go drive the dream car you're thinking about. It's not about taking some huge gigantic step. You know, I want to live in a 10,000 square foot mansion. I'm selling my house and I'm going to buy that 10,000. No, you just, okay, I'm, I want to live in that 10,000 square foot mansion. First, you got to understand the economics of it. Okay. How much does that 10,000 square foot mansion cost? Hmm. Figure that out. Okay. It costs a hundred dollars a square foot. So whatever that equals, you know, uh, then you know, figuring out how can I make the payment on that? Okay, well, I need to make more money, huh? Okay. And it's a time process. Right. You're taking the action steps to right. get towards that. There is something to be said for massive action. Tony Robbins talks about this all the time. Massive action will get you more results than uh, anything that I have ever heard of. So, we just want to thank you for listening. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in. See, See you next, next time. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There, you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.